almost officially summer, although I think we've been lucky this year to have summer early. But the coming of summer usually means that lots of things wind down for a summer of rest, that the school year is coming to the end for summer holidays, that groups and organizations wind down for a pause through the summer, and TV shows start to end, except one. One TV show picks up at the beginning of summer, which is America's Got Talent. This great big stage talent show where they try to search out and find hidden talent among the American people that have never been discovered and put them on the big stage. And it gets a lot of viewers because it's an entertaining show. You see people who have been left undiscovered for years who have great talent and finally get their chance to show it off. You have small children who seemingly have the talent of a grown person and yet they're only eight, ten years old. Or you have people who have overcome great difficulties and challenges and trials in their life to get to the point where they could perform in front of a big audience. And it captures the imagination of a lot of people. But I think there's a little bit of a problem with it and with those talent shows in general. That it is portraying this new idea of the American dream that's really problematic for us. That what we see happen in these people is they come from nowhere and in an instant they receive fame and accolades and success. And we forget in that the whole process that it takes to get there. It becomes all about the result and not about how we get there. See, the American dream started off as the opportunity for equal opportunity for all people, not equal success. It was an equal opportunity to work hard and build a life for your family. But not too long after that dream began, we already started to see the danger and the temptation in that. And I think one of the first examples of that is the gold rush. That in the gold rush, they lost sight of what this American dream was about, and it became all about the result, all about the outcome, the success. And many people lost their way because they forgot about what gets them there, the journey. In summertime, I like to go hiking and backpacking. And the quote that I have on my desktop on my computer right now says that somewhere between the bottom of the climb and the summit, we discover the mystery of why we climb. That if climbing a mountain is just about reaching the top, you're going to miss so much about the mystery of why it's even worth starting out to begin with. And I think that's part of what St. Paul points to when he says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Because what does he say? He says, we would much rather be at home with the Lord than be at home with the body. That's the outcome. That's what we're looking for. Heaven, to be with God. But if all that we do is live for that result, that outcome, we will forget why we are here in the first place. We need to walk by faith now because the result isn't given to us yet. It's coming. And we see that in the images that are used in the readings today at Mass. 
in the first reading, the image of the cedar, that it says that the Lord will take a sprig from this cedar and plant it on the top of the mountain. And it says at the end that it will give shade to the, all the animals and protection for all of them. But the focus isn't on the result. It's not the result that it will provide shade for the animals, but why? A cedar doesn't grow on the top of a mountain. Cedars don't grow on tops of mountains. So how did it grow? How did it get there? Or in Jesus' parable of the scattering of the seed, Jesus talks nothing about the fruit and the grain that we use and that we profit from, but he points to the hidden growth. That the farmer goes out and sows the seed and waters the seed, but whether or not it grows and when and how and where is not up to him. It simply grows in silence. This faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Because the danger of this warped American dream where it's all about the outcome and the result and the success, it starts to taint everything that we live before that. I believe that one of the reasons why depression has grown in our North American society is because we are so focused on the result and we forget about the gift and the importance of how we get there. And so what happens when we're only focused on the result, whenever we come up short, we get frustrated with ourselves, with others. We start to blame the world for getting in the way of achieving that result. And we get depressed because we're not achieving what we think is owed to us. But the journey is equally as important as the outcome. How we get there is just as important as the result. in our life of faith? Are we looking for a God of results? When we go to prayer, when we come to God, when we live our faith, are we expecting the result sooner rather than later? Or do we have the faith to trust that when we come to prayer and we spend 15 minutes in prayer before Mass on a Sunday and nothing happens, we don't feel God, we don't see God, that his grace is still at work helping us to grow like the seed in the ground silently growing without the farmer's awareness. Do we have the faith to trust that even when we are not perceiving God at work in our life, he is because he's the one who brings about the result, not us. We hope in the result, we long for the outcome, we want to be at home with the Lord, but we walk by faith. We move now. This is the journey that we're called to. And if you want a great example of where that is important practically and tangibly in our life on this weekend, fatherhood. Fatherhood demands this kind of faith. When a man decides to become a father, he is letting go of his own hopes and dreams because now his life is more tied up in his children than in himself. The outcome is uncertain. When a father chooses to father his child, he doesn't get to decide what his child will become. And where do we see from our own life experience 
where a father loses his way is when he becomes so focused on the outcome and the result in his child that he gets frustrated that his child is not doing what he asked and he gets angry. Father needs to remember the walking by faith with his child means that he's not there to tell his child how to play with that toy properly. It's not the role of a father. The role of the father is to get down and to play with that child. And even to be willing to play with that toy improperly, with whatever game that child has made up, because the most important thing is that that child knows that the father is there with them and for them. A father has to walk by faith and not by sight, because he cannot determine the outcome of his children. But by holding on to that, the journey, the way there, takes on just as much importance as the outcome. Because when we look at that image of the mustard seed that we all know well, the seed is small. But the seed didn't decide to become the greatest of shrubs. God has determined that that is the result for that seed. God has made the seed for that outcome. But the seed has to cooperate with the environment, the nature, to become the greatest of shrubs. And so what we do when we walk by faith is we cooperate with the outcome that God desires for us. We participate, we share in what He has deemed fit for us in our life. That's faith. It's looking towards the outcome and trusting that God makes it happen by grace. So we can ask ourselves in our life of faith, do we have the faith and the trust to believe that even when we don't see the result, that we don't see success and growth, that God is working in hidden ways by His grace to continually help us to grow and leading us towards Him as long as we share and participate in that. That grace is promised to us and working in us and through us always, whether we perceive it or not. Are we willing to approach God in that way, to put our trust that He is at work in us so that we can walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you.